Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What up? It is finally here. It is Friday, November 8th, and we are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Not just any day, not just any old day, though. It's Duke Day. CSU taking on the number four team in the country at Cameron Indoor Stadium tonight. Uh, We are here in Durham, North Carolina, technically Morrisville, North Carolina, I guess, because uh, we're staying in a hotel, which is near the airport. If you are wondering, which you are probably not, but I'm going to tell you anyways, uh, the the Raleigh-Durham airport, much better than the Fresno airport. Still not as cool as the Denver airport. DIA takes a lot of heat because of how big it is in the train process, and I get that. It makes baggage claim kind of a nightmare just because it takes 10 years for them to get the luggage over to that you know part of the part of the airport but ultimately DIA is cool it's clean you have a ton of food options Uh, there's plenty of space plenty of seating Uh, I know it's one of the larger airports in the world so it kind of has to but I just think DIA rules and Raleigh I didn't spend a lot of time there just kind of got off and left because I landed late last night Uh, but I think it was decent I'll I'll have to give a better more in-depth review (laughs) when I end up leaving and spend more time there tomorrow. But huge game for CSU, man. I This is a game where you go in as 24-point underdogs, so really you have nothing to lose. I mean, if you're, if you're a 24-point dog, it's pretty clear uh, that nobody expects you to win. Uh, but I just think this is a chance for this team to grow together in a really hostile environment. I mean, it's not going to be like, Duke, North Carolina, but it is going to be intense. It's the home opener for Duke. Uh, They're coming off of a victory over Kansas the other night, number three Kansas. Really sloppy game. I 
I didn't get to watch it live because started about 5 p.m. Had to leave to get there for the uh, CSUDU game, but just really, really sloppy. I I know I'm going to sound kind of like a coach here, uh, but I, I don't really understand the need to schedule these big-time games early in the season. Like, CSU-Duke makes sense to me, but Duke-Kansas, first game of the season, I know it's all for TV and you're trying to generate interest in the college basketball season, which, let me tell you, I'm all for it. I love college basketball. I'm all for anything that is going to, you know, raise the profile of the sport. But also, you just have to recognize that, like, college basketball is a sport where the teams grow exponentially throughout the season. They need that opportunity to kind of, you know, have the highs and lows and come together before they're playing serious opponents. And so that's just kind of how I believe college teams should operate in general. I'm not saying that every team should play Appalachian State the first week of the season or, you know, an FCS team or something like that. Uh, I just don't really love matching up a couple of blue buds together in the first game of the season. I just think there's not a a lot that can go right there. It's non-conference, so you know, at the end of the day, maybe I'm just looking for something to complain about. It's certainly not as weird as uh, some of these other games that they did. Syracuse having to play Virginia uh, in, in the first game. Jim Beheim talked post-game, and he, he basically made a lot of the points I'm making here. He came off really as sour grapes, and I think part of that had to do with just how Syracuse got dominated in that game. I mean, Virginia really kicked their ass. They held them to like 32 points or something like that. I can't remember the exact score but just a dominant showing. So that that sucks if you're Bayheim. I mean, you're, you go, you have to play one of the best programs in the country, and it's a conference game. It's a game that matters a ton. I mean, it's is it ultimately going to be like what would keep Syracuse out of the NCAA tournament? Likely not. It could, but likely not. But I just don't think, I just don't like the, the concept of playing a league game week one or game one week one sound like football but anyways big game for CSU tonight with Duke they're coming off that game against Kansas didn't mean to go on a rant there kind of lost track Uh, Trey Jones led the Blue Devils in that matchup he had 15 points six rebounds and seven assists in 39 minutes of action Uh, this is a Duke team that was picked to win the ACC they have a ton of talent uh, very athletic ultimately I think this is a Duke team that probably is going to be a little bit more dangerous than the Duke team of last season and I know that sounds crazy given that they lost Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett but I just think this is a team that it's going to be spread out much more offensively I think there were times last year where Coach K was kind of like well we got Zion so we'll just give Zion the basketball and he'll find a way to score I think this is a Duke team that is very versatile they can score in a lot of different ways and I just think in the end I think that is more conducive to college basketball. I think you're going to have a better chance of making some noise in the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, you never know. It's it's such a such a crapshoot if we're being completely honest. But it, it's going to be a fun year. I'm I'm really looking forward to this game. First time CSU's played Duke since December 2011. Uh, on that trip to Durham, the Blue Devils ran away with it, 87 to 64. Hey, that 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 would be a 23 point win, CSU. Uh, 24 point dogs in this game so you know maybe maybe you look at that and think you know you're, you're not crazy you're not going to take the Rams to win outright uh, if you do that you're a little bit of a degenerate or maybe there's some some Matt killer odds out there but 
you know, maybe they maybe they can prevent Duke from covering the spread, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But third all-time meeting, they also met in the 2003 NCAA tournament. The number three seeded Blue Devils won on that night, 67-57. If you could get a 10-point game tonight, man, that would be phenomenal. I think if CSU could play Duke tough enough to only lose by 10, it would just do wonders for the confidence of this extremely young team. You have so many guys that are going to play significant roles. I mean, basically six of your nine or 10 guys that are going to be playing 20 plus minutes a night are freshmen or sophomores. You do have a couple of seniors and that's big. Chris Martin, Nico Carvacho, Hiron Edwards, all these guys, their presence is really important as well. But this team as a whole is just so young and they're counting on so many young guys to come together and grow. And, you know, if you can have a competitive game against the number four team in the country in a hostile environment, I just think it could do big things. You know, with that said, I would say you have to go into this game with a realistic expectation. I think it's a lot like when the football team, you know, went down to face number one, Alabama in Tuscaloosa. It's it's not like when you're facing a crappy Arkansas football team at home. This is legitimately a team that could contend for a national championship. And so, you know, you just have to you have to adjust your expectations accordingly. Uh, the, the level of talent on this roster compared to CSU, it's night and day. But hey, college basketball, it's a team sport. And a lot of there's a the reason you play these games is anything can happen. You make some shots, Duke gets in foul trouble, you never know what'll happen. And ultimately, I, I think it'll be a a good opportunity for this team, but if they end up getting rung, if they end up losing, you know, by like 30 or whatever, I don't think it's going to impact them that much in the long run. That's the, that's the bonus about this game is if you lose, then it's just what everyone expected. So really, really looking forward to this matchup, looking for Nico Carvacho to show out on a big stage. He has an opportunity, I think, to raise his draft profile a little bit if he's able to go off tonight and make a couple of highlight plays or even if he just has a really solid night, you know, something like 18 points, 12 rebounds, something like that, but he's consistent defensively, makes some nice moves on offense, has a block or two, something like that. Just a nice showing with him on a national stage. Also curious to see how Chris Martin looks tonight. I was so high on him in that first game. I think he really just, he looked comfortable with the basketball. He was aggressive on both ends. And, you know, I've said it a million times and I'm going to keep saying it. I think if Chris Martin plays to his potential, this team is going to be really good. They're going to play much higher than they were projected to. Uh, they were, you know, they were picked to finish ninth in the league. That's not going to happen. They are going to finish higher than that. I feel very confident about it. I think they could finish really somewhere like fourth or fifth. I wrote that they would finish fifth in my preseason projection. I'm going to stick with that for now, but this is a team that can make some noise and it's going to be a good opportunity against the Duke Blue Devils tonight. Uh, overall, CSU 3-9 and nine against the ACC in the history of the program. Not a lot of success on the road. Do have a win over Boston College. Uh, claims that there's a win over North Carolina, according to the press release. I did not do any research on that, but I am going to. I will find out about this supposed road win over the North Carolina Tar Heels. If anyone knows what that is referencing, please send it my way. I would love to know. Uh, they also have a road win over Virginia Tech. This is all according to CSU. I did not verify these records. I would if this was an article, but just kind of reading them off here, a little bit of pre-game info for you guys before the game. But yeah, all kinds of exciting stuff. Um, really looking forward to this game. We'll have 
a podcast after, which, you know, talks about what happened. We'll have some type of game feature as well as takeaways. So all kinds of content will come out of this CSU Duke game. Make sure you are following DNVR Rams for all of it. We are going to jump into uh, football after this CSU on a bye week, but plenty of plenty of action around the league to talk about. Uh, a lot of teams that CSU fans are going to be keeping their eyes on. So Football Friday returns after the break, but right now I'm going to take a second and shout out our friends, our partners, Breckenridge Brewery. What more can be said about Breckenridge that we haven't already said? They're one of the biggest and best breweries in all of Colorado. They have options for any and every occasion you could think of. They support the number one podcast network in the state, DNVR. They're local sports fans. Support them with your business. They're great people, great beers. Breckenridge is a great place to hang out. I've had multiple friends that have worked there. I actually have an ex that works there still. So highly recommend Breckenridge Brewery. Grab yourself a six-pack of Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky, Colorado Core, you name it. Uh, Christmas Ale just came out. So all kinds of exciting stuff. Grab a pack wherever you buy your beer. All right, it's time to bring back a classic segment from the DNVR Rams podcast. That is Football Friday, where we go over the upcoming slate with the Mountain West. Um, not quite as many games this usual as there usually would be uh, due to a rescheduling of the Air Force New Mexico game. We are going to jump into that in just a second. I want to talk about the just the the comments by the athletic director the air force athletic director and their public statement i just it came it rubbed me the wrong way so we're going to talk about that but first i just want to shout out colorado for legalizing sports betting proposition dd passed the other day god this it makes so much sense like everybody that wants to bet on sports is already betting on sports we might as well be improving our own community in the process and and that's what this bill is going to do. It's going to allow us to, you know, keep our water clean. It's going to allow Colorado sports bettors to legally and safely bet on teams. It's going to do great things for the economy. I just think this is a great time. It's really, a really exciting time to be a sports fan. Uh, hopefully this comes into action soon. I think the earliest it could uh, come into play is May, I believe. I need to do a little bit more research on that if we're being honest, but really, uh, really just excited. I think it's a cool day and I'm really looking forward to when we someday have a sports book in Blackhawk, kind of like, you know, Vegas where, you know, you could just go spend a Saturday and watch eight games and place a bunch of silly bets. So shout out to Colorado, shout out to everyone that voted for Proposition DD if you opposed it, it might have had to do with the fact that it was written very poorly, but in the end, it's going to be good for sports fans, it's going to be good for the state, and I'm very excited about it. So let's jump right into Football Friday. We are going to go over each game of the Mountain West, go over the spreads, talk about uh, what is at stake for each team, and then at the end here, I'm just going to throw out three games. None of them are from the Mountain West, but I researched and found a couple of games where I think that betters would be interested in trying to add more of a gambling flair to the podcast. I've gotten good feedback on 
you know, going over this kind of stuff. So I think we should do a little bit more of it. If you have something you would like me to talk about, tweet it at us at DNVR underscore Rams at Justin T. Michael. I'm trying to be a man of the people. So what you want is what you will get. All right, let's let's talk about this Air Force game, which was supposed to take place on Saturday afternoon. Air Force was going to face New Mexico. Uh, unfortunately, Najee Flowers, 21-year-old defensive lineman on the Lobos, uh, passed away this week. First and foremost, my deepest condolences to the univer- people at the University of New Mexico, uh, Flowers' family and his friends, anyone that was impacted by this tragic situation. I mean, it's just, it's really, really, really just a horrible situation. And I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine what so many people in Albuquerque are going through right now. And my heart goes out to them because it's just awful and very, very tough situation. But kudos to the Mountain West. The Mountain West decided that they were not going to make New Mexico play a game this weekend. And they rescheduled the Air Force game for November 16th. What this means... Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we move on here, sorry. I just realized that I said November 16th. That information is wrong. I read that. Uh, did not verify it, which I should have. That, that There's your lesson for you. Always verify anything you read on the internet. It's not necessarily true. Um... That game will get moved for a couple weeks. I'll, I'll have to double-check when that, that date is. But here here's what this game means in terms of CSU and CSU fans. Now Air Force and CSU are both on a bye. For CSU, changes nothing. It, it really changes nothing. It's not like one more week of film was going to make or break them or be the key in helping them stop the option or something like that. Uh, if we're being completely op- honest... New Mexico does not have the defense capable of slowing down Air Force. Anyway, all this really does is delay an inevitable ass-whooping, which will come from Air Force to New Mexico. Uh, but listen to this statement released by Air Force's athletic department uh, acknowledging that the game was being rescheduled, but clearly a little bit of, clearly a little bit of sour grapes still. We share New Mexico's grief over the tragic loss of Najee Flowers, and offer our deepest condolences. Air Force will now make the necessary steps to go along with Commissioner Craig Thompson in the Mountain West's unprecedented decision to cancel this weekend's game and reschedule. While Air Force has been disadvantaged by the decision, it pales in comparison to the loss New Mexico experienced. Yikes. That is not a good look. I understand that Air Force is playing for a conference championship right now. I understand that Air Force has a shot at a 10-win season, this is going to disrupt their plan a little bit. But you had an opportunity to take the high road, and instead you pettily acknowledged that this hurts your football team. Pardon, pardon me here, but who gives, who gives a damn, Air Force? New Mexico, the players, what they are going through right now, it just, I, just, I thought it was very tasteless by Air Force's athletic department to throw that statement in there. I just think it was unnecessary. They're not even wrong. I'm not saying that it it isn't a disadvantage for Air Force. It probably is in the long scheme of their season. But did you have to put it in the statement? Did you have to put it in your release? I just, I don't get it. I think that was lame. Just, ah, don't, I don't know. I just don't like it. 
we'll, we'll, let's just move on because I, I don't want to sit here and rant about the Air Force uh, athletic department or anything like that. I just, I don't know. I thought it was lame. I'll, I'd be curious to hear what some of you thought and maybe maybe I'm overreacting. I, I very well might be. But that is the, that's the natural response from that I had when when I read it. Okay, let's talk about the games that are actually going to happen. I did not mean to get heated there, and I got kind of heated. I got kind of emotional. Utah State, 4-4 four and four at Fresno State, also 4-4. Four and four. Deceptively a pretty interesting game. The Mountain West is so weird this season, guys. I can't emphasize that enough. If you think you are an expert and you understand all these teams, you're you're kidding yourself because week in and week out, it is the wild, wild west out here. And it's going to be really interesting this weekend. we got four games, all of them night games. A uh, lot of, lot of postseason implications with every matchup. So there's a reason that you should watch each and every one of these games. Let's go over those reasons right now. Uh, Utah State, 4-4, four and four, but they're coming out off of back-to-back blowout losses. You could kind of see it, even when they beat CSU, that that Utah State team was not for real. Uh, Air Force beat them 31 to 7 on October 26. BYU beat them 42 to 14 in Logan last weekend. So just it hammered them on their own field. Now they got to go to Fresno and try and beat them on the road. Uh, they still have to play Wyoming and Boise State. They also have a game against New Mexico on the schedule. But with Wyoming and Boise still on their schedule, Utah State cannot afford to lose this game if they want to make a bowl. If they lose, they are not making it in the postseason this year because. I don't see that team beating Boise. I don't see them beating Wyoming, even without Sean Chambers. So can Utah State go on the road and beat Fresno State, who is deceptively one of the best 500 teams in the country? They're definitely the best 500 team in the league, but this Fresno State team is talented. I know they didn't show it at times in that loss to CSU, but they're 4-4 they're and four this year. They lost to USC by a touchdown week one. That's a tough loss, but you're, you're losing to a Power 5 program by a touchdown on the road in Week 1. Most Mountain West teams would take that. After that, they lose at home to an undefeated Minnesota team who is just tearing it up this year. Maybe a sleeper to win the Big Ten. We'll see. They got a tough matchup with Penn State this weekend, but that's obviously not a bad loss. You lose to an undefeated Big Ten team at home by a field goal, not a bad loss. Air Force kicked their butt. And then they lost to CSU at home, which was their worst loss so far. Their season's on the line, too. You know, they they went to Hawaii last week. They grinded out a 30, uh, 41-38 win in one of the toughest places to play in the league. Hawaii, not a great team, not a super intimidating fan base. But it's just a tough place to play with all the travel, the jet lag, everything that goes into it to go on the road and win that game for Fresno State. Especially after getting you know, beaten down by CSU at home the week before. I think that that shows a lot about Jeff Tedford, their staff, how they're able to get guys, you know, up on a weekly basis. That Fresno State team, they're not dead. They're they're a little bit down this year, but they will be back. That program is very stable. And I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bulldogs especially came back with a vengeance next year, but I expect them to finish strong over the final third of the season here. Moving on. Oh, didn't talk about the spread. Uh, Fresno State, five and a half point favorites. Hey, they're at home. I just, I don't know if I'd want to touch that one if you were a gambler. You know, you never know which Jordan Love is going to show up for Utah State. 
it's it's kind of maybe I mean I think it could be like a field goal game so maybe if you're thinking Utah State but five and a half point favorites at home ultimately I think they win I'm just not sure they cover that spread number 21 Boise State seven and one hosting six and two Wyoming uh, as I mentioned before Wyoming quarterback Sean Chambers done for the year uh, with him out of the picture Tyler Vanderwall will run the offense he's actually a better thrower of the football than Chambers is but Chambers is just kind of like the fire behind their offense he's the Tim Tebow for that group he's certainly not uh, as successful as Tim Tebow was at Florida but he just he's the heartbeat behind that team he gets everybody going I just don't see Wyoming going on the road without him and getting a win I, I like I said Vanderwall might open up the passing offense a little bit more uh, but I also think you're going to see teams blitz more now it'll be interesting uh, Boise State, they're 14-point favorites at home. I think they'll cover. I, I don't like double-digit spreads, and I would avoid them. I'd recommend avoiding them in general, but I do think that this is a game that they win rather easily. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I just think that without Chambers, it's going to be hard for Wyoming to consistently move the football. I think it'll be tight for a quarter or two. Ultimately, that Broncos offense just pulls away in the second half. Uh, ends up winning that one, you know, 41-17, something like that. It it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, San Jose State, 4-5 and five, at Hawaii, 5-4. and four. These are my two favorite teams in the league that are not CSU, like, to watch. These are my two favorite teams to watch on a weekly basis that are not CSU. I love this San Jose State team. I want them to make a bowl game so badly. I think it would be such a fun story after everything that they've been through. After all the jokes from me, from countless fans in the Mountain West, for them to come out and be the surprise team of the league, I just think it's cool, man. They had a chance against Boise State last week. They were winning at one point. Uh, Ultimately, just fell. Their defense kind of crumbled in the second half. But they're an interesting team. They score about 30 points a game. They're competitive against everyone. They're going to give Hawaii a run for their money. That said, you know, Hawaii, probably the most fun offense in the Mountain West, Cole McDonald, they just spread it out and really light it up. Wouldn't surprise me if there's like 80 points in this game. Uh, But Hawaii, eight-point favorites at home. It's really just going to depend if San Jose State can slow down Cole McDonald or not. I don't think San Jose State's going to get rung. I almost said SJSU, but that really just does not come off the tongue well. Uh, I don't don't think San Jose State's going to get beat down or anything like that I do think they'll hang and I it wouldn't surprise me if they won I'll say that but I do think Hawaii will win at home whether they cover that eight point spread probably I guess if they win but I, I don't know I think it ends up being closer I'd, I'd be more comfortable if it was like five or six Nevada five and four taking on number 24 San Diego State San Diego State seven and one I can honestly say that these two teams confuse me the most in the Mountain West. Like, every time I feel like I have a read on Nevada, they do completely the opposite. At the beginning of the year, I thought they were going to suck. Then they won a couple of big games, and I bought in a little bit. Then they went like 1-3 and three over a four-game stretch. I think they're 2-3 and three in their last five. I just, I, I can't get a read on them. It seems like they have a new quarterback every time I watch them. They they just worry me. I I don't know much about that team, even though I keep watching them. It's like I feel like I'm not learning anything because I I just don't seem to get a read on them. San Diego State seven one. They're a little tricky too. Like I fully believe in that defense, and I think what Rocky Long has going is 
is great. I think they're a banner program of the league, and they're a lot of fun. But I don't believe in Ryan Agnew. I don't believe in their quarterback, their passing offense. Somehow they keep winning, even though they're only scoring 21.8 points per game. This isn't the NFL. 21.8 points per game is not that great in college football. It's ranked 111th out of 130 teams. I don't know. I just I would not want to touch this game with a 10-foot pole. San Diego State, 17.5-point favorites. San Diego State might win this game and not even score 17.5 points, so I definitely would not take the Aztecs to cover. If they get their run game going, it could happen because Nevada's defense is kind of suspect, but ultimately they're just not consistent enough, and I think you'd be crazy to go near that one. So if you do, let me know. When you hit it, you can rub it right in my face, but if you're looking for advice, I would say avoid that one if possible. All right, really, really fun weekend for the Mountain West as a whole. Uh, Looking forward to watching some of these games, but I'm not going to lie. I am going to be focused uh, wholeheartedly on Alabama versus LSU. We're going to talk about a couple of the other national games in just a second here. But first, I want to take a second and acknowledge the Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. That is mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrates, edibles, your topicals online, anything you're looking for. Green Solution has the hookup. Use the discount code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Uh, I'm in a state where you can't even purchase these sort of things at the moment. So take advantage Hit up the Green Solution, check out mygreensolution.com, and use the discount code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Alrighty, folks, we are going to wrap up today's podcast. We've covered a ton. Uh, started talking CSU Duke the first 15 minutes, went over a fun slate for the Mountain West this weekend. Going to wrap things up here with some Week 11 pick I'm just going to give you three games. These are my picks for the week. Let's go over them. First off, I'm taking Washington to beat Oregon State on the road. Huskies, 10.5 point favorites in this game. Uh, Oregon State actually kind of hot of late. They they took down Cal and Arizona on the road. They've been really bad at home, though. Just 1-3 at home. Uh, they've given up 52 points twice at home now. Oklahoma State threw it on the board. Uh, Stanford threw 31 on them. Utah beat them 52-7. to So I'm just I'm a little skeptical of this Oregon State team right now. They did, like I said, they have looked better over the last two weeks, but until they can do it at home, we'll see. This Washington team's been up and down all season, but I do think they'll get enough out of Jake Fromm and some of these other dudes to to go into Carvallis and get a win. I think Washington covers on the road uh, 10 and a half, barely. I'm not, I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything like that, but I do think the Huskies will cover that 10 and a half on the road. After that, I'm taking number 17, Minnesota, over number four, Penn State. Uh, The Gophers, despite being at home, are seven-point dogs in this game. Not a lot of love for Flex Squad. I mean, they've they've hung with everyone. They they haven't had to play a lot of competition yet. This is definitely going to be their big test. We're going to see, are they for real? I mean, it's one thing to have the row the boat and all the cute Twitter stuff, but this Flex program, like, this turnaround's legit. I mean, I know they haven't played a... A super tough schedule but to do what they've done and to be undefeated at this stage of the season I think 
any Gophers fan would tell you they are thrilled with that. Personally, I'm really rooting for Minnesota this year. I would absolutely love to see them play spoilers and win the Big Ten. Shoot, I don't care. Get to the playoff. Wreck the whole thing. I just want to see Michigan fans upset, Ohio State fans upset. I love chaos. So looking for Minnesota to take that at home, even though they're underdogs. Finally, Stanford, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Colorado. They're going to cover, beat CU straight up. Uh, CU fans are stoked because they got the number one recruit uh, from the 2019 class. I get it. Kid's kid's an animal. I mean, I'm an Alabama fan, so I was excited about him. But uh, this CU team, they're not in a good place. They've been really disorganized, and they look awful on offense. Steven Montez has been... He's been terrible, man. He he does not look like a CFL quarterback, let alone an NFL prospect. I think Stanford goes to Boulder, wins that game. Ultimately, pretty much the final dagger in CU season. They got a couple of games left here, but not going to win those ones. Still got to face Washington State and still have to face Utah. Uh, ultimately, I just think it's going to be too much for them, too much for them to handle. All right, that was a that was a fun podcast today. Really looking forward to the CSU Duke game tonight. If you are at the game, send us pictures, uh, send us videos. We'll share them from the Twitter account. Let us know what your response are to some of these picks. If you have a game where you would like, you know, my input, my thoughts on it, send them my way at Justin T. Michael. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to interacting with more of you and looking forward to this fun part of the year man college basketball college football you got all the pro sports except baseball this is a glorious glorious time of the year Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.